0: hey guys what's up this is your girl coco and i want to welcome you to another episode of key with coco i'm super excited about today's episode because we have our first male on the show who is one of my good friends I've known him for a very long time and you know Todd you want to go ahead and introduce yourself
1: hey how y'all doing I'm Todd uh as Coco has stated or better known to me as Crystal uh we have been friends for quite some time been knowing each other for quite some while uh met each other in a very interesting stage in life I think we was both just trying to figure stuff out uh, as we all was in the group of people that we ended up meeting in the air force uh since then i've gone on and become husband father police officer uh and just constantly looking for you know the best way to serve out my purpose
0: Okay, so as Todd mentioned, he is trying to figure out what his purpose in life, as am I. So today's episode is about moving in your purpose. And of course, we're going to go along with the scheduled programming with the hot couple. And this week's hot couple is Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade. And to me, I chose this couple this week because... I feel like they are a very positive couple as far as like being supportive to each other, you know, really like being family oriented and supporting their kids and everything that they're doing. And I thought they would be a good topic for Todd to speak about because he is a husband and he is a father. So he understands what it's like to be in this relationship the super serious relationship with someone share children with them and basically just you know help them to grow to their fullest potential and support them in everything that they do and so i think one of the biggest things right now in the media for them is that one of their sons has decided that he no longer wants to be a he but a her i, I want to say i hope i'm saying that right as far as the pronouns go so you know how would you feel if your son came home and told you he wanted to no longer be a boy
1: well uh i mean you know when i'm with my guys you know and you know how these dudes is you know you know a lot of those dudes anyway uh there's always just the, the 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 constant you know black black male way of looking at things the old school black male way of looking at things but surprisingly enough man i've had some of them where we've had this conversation and everybody's a lot a lot forward thinking than what what i thought people would be and that could be just because a lot of my friends are outside and removed from that you know that that setting that has you Holding on to that hyper-masculinity But uh, I think, you know, for me it, it, it would come back down to Trying to understand Because again, my thing is that You know, we know that The f- first form of unconditional love That we can view as Humans is our children You know, when you have a child It's one of those things where your kid comes There's nothing that that kid can do That makes you stop loving them You can be mad upset with them but at the end of the day, you know that it's still going to come back to you loving that kid. And so my thing is that that love that I have for my child would take on another form, and you know, it comes with understanding. So how do I understand this situation and how do I understand it to where I can help you and you be comfortable in your truth? And then to and empathy, you know, just kind of going, going, just continuously allowing that love to evolve into something else. And I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things where, again, I have to sit back and be able to process that and, you know, be able to be in a space where I'm praying to God and asking God, hey, God, my heart and God, my tongue in reference to this situation. You know, the the, the thing that I, I appreciate about D-Way doing that is that he put it out there because, again, his family is a public, they, they are a public family. You know, would that be my way of handling it? No, because, again, I I wouldn't want to, again, protect my child as much as I can do. And I even think that there has been a situation where D-Wade has put that out there. But, again, he's trying to change the narrative back to him and his struggles and him and, you know, her struggles in reference to what it is that they've went through as a marriage. And I think that that's super big because, again, you know, here it is that, you know, they. it's been said before that our legacy leaves, uh our, our failures can leave legacies as well too. And I think that with D-Wade, he's shown that, you know, hey, I'm still a man. I, you know, made a mistake. I had to own up to it. We're having the kid outside of the marriage. And, you know, I've seen that he's kind of brought that back to light, but people don't want to let that be a narrative right now because, again, they're so focused on this kid and You know, they so focused on, well, if that was my kid, I wouldn't know this. But now, you know, if we truly want to sit back and look at something and grow from something, look at what it was that they went through and look at how she stood behind him in reference to that and, you know, handle her business, how her business. I didn't really hear people calling her stupid for staying this, that, or whatever. They worked through it and they got into a better space, you know. And so I think that when we talk about, relationships man that's extremely important because too often we see that happen and it'd be like yeah your, your, your home girls or your dudes like man now nah, you gotta let that go uh-uh they didn't step out on you gotta hold another bed of like this I ain't gonna be walking around like no nah. so I think that that's a, a even bigger narrative than what what it is that's going on with this child so
0: yeah I I agree that you know when you're in a relationship and say you have a break and most times when you have that break I don't know if it's a conversation that you had saying like hey I need space right now or if you just tell somebody like yo this ain't what I want and then y'all come back later you know and decide that you want to work on a relationship but if that was how that conversation was said like okay he was at that time he was able to go and live his life as he saw fit you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying unfortunately he ended up having a child outside of his relationship and once they got back together it was something that she decided to accept and I know a lot of older people when you think about marriage and them being like oh I've been married for 50 some 60 some years and I'm I could just imagine what type of stuff that they went through. And you always hear them saying, oh, y'all young people don't want to work it out. Um, you know, me and my husband been through so many things and I stood by him. And yeah. nowadays people would look, a woman a woman would be like, you stupid for staying with him or whatever the case may be. But I feel like older people understand the true word of what forgiveness is and moving on from what it was that caused y'all hurt.
1: Well, I think that that's true. But then I also think that, you know, if if we start to factor in, you know, how things how things and how society has changed, it's completely different. You know, because, again, now we live in the age where people think that they 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 have a million and one options available to them. And, you know, in in at the click of a thumb or at the click of a, a website or whatever the case may be. And that's what we've evolved into, you know. Back when my great grandmother and my great grandfather was having their issues, he couldn't get up on Facebook and go see, like, man, Betty Jean on that over there looking good <laughs> in, a, in a little, you know, two piece skirt or whatever the case may be. No, it was just, you know, this was what it is. And he might have had people in the neighborhood or whatever that, you know, might have might have caught his attention or whatever. But at the end of the day, you know, their world was as big as chicago was it wasn't you know like man somebody over in omaha nebraska that's you know looking for love and boom, whatever the case may be and they able to connect with that person through social media or email or whatever outlet that they tend to use but again i get back into man yeah times have changed um and i think that you know the fact that people feel like they have these endless amount of options is what you know allow people to give up on it a little fast and you know, and I'm one of those people where, again, you know, my, my relationship has continuously been tested with, you know, reference to just the, the way that I was brought up to think and, you know, understanding that my relationship was, was based on a lot of what's not being done for me. You know, and mm-hmm. so it's just kind of like, man, and, you know, and in reference to what it is that you spoke on about breaks, man, we know, like, especially being young and even now we still deal with stuff that we don't too but when somebody talk about taking a break man they like cool e- everybody in that relationship goes out and gets reckless in whatever regard that is you know they going out i'm finna with my girl you know then, then took six or seven shots knowing that they ain't been drinking in about two years and know they about to be slapped <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. the the out of it. Somebody goes and, you know, they do the same thing and they, they look, look too reckless with it. And, you know, that mistake, you know, evolves into just going from being a one night thing to now somebody, and you got to forever that you got to look at in reference to that situation. And so, you know, unfortunately, that's what I mean, or fortunately, that's what it was that D Way had to, you know, had to go through. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think that. With their situation and being able to move forward and, you know, just make their family work, I think it's a testament that there are things that can happen within relationships and you just have to really be willing to do the work and I think that's what their relationship displays is that, you know, yeah, we in the public eye. So what we're doing or how we live in our lives, I scrutinize just a little bit more than someone else's maybe. But, you know, we worked through it and we were able to get through it together and prosper. And now we just being supportive parents to our children and we, we moving on happy. And yep. that's one thing I could say about social media that I probably dislike is that, you know, now everybody is able to express a opinion about Mm -hmm. things that don't have nothing to do with them, you know, and what, what these celebrities go through and then, you know, people are able to put their two cents in and call people stupid because of the decisions they make. And it's just like, you make these same decisions. It's yep. just that yours ain't on display like theirs is. Yep. So I think that with how social media dictates a lot of things, I think that they are moving in a very positive way. And it's definitely something to look at and say, I can take some pointers from them and, you know, try and grow from whatever their issues may have been.
1: Yeah, and I think you know too. It it shows how we're evolving as black parents. You know, you know, growing up in a black household, you know, kids didn't have no say so. You know, like hmm. shut up, hmm. man. Like, hey, don't you, you know, know I knew yeah, it? Yeah, you shut up. You ain't got it, man. You ain't paying no bills around here. You ain't doing this. Like, we literally didn't have no voice. So when we get around mm-hmm. our friends, we put no. Fronts, like man and you know talking and repeating just like mama and them was and i think for our generation we you know we've kind of tried to that that whole thing down because again i know that my kids you know they know they know to do things within within confines they ain't just out here reckless but you know they're mm-hmm. getting the ability to speak about what it is that they got going on if they feel in some type of way then let it be known if there's something that's going on with you I should be one of the first people you come talk to. Your mother should be the one of the first people you come talk to so that you can get the right information that you need. Because again, we get back into when you control people and you, you, you've controlled them for so long. And now when they're confronted with a decision where they have to make a choice and they make the wrong choice, it's because you haven't empowered them to use their mind to make the choices that they need to make them feel complete on whatever level that is, you know? And again, Mm -hmm. like I say, you know, it, it, life is about life is about choices and if i'm not teaching you how to make good choices and i'm just controlling what it is that you do when i'm not around you then that forces you to kind of sit back and hold on to whatever experience that you got and if you have none then yeah you how you out here having to make decisions where you falling flat on your face or you doing something completely reckless like i said man mm-hmm. i mean i think we're evolving as black parents uh, you know, because again, we get back into, you You know what that was, like growing up, people house, like I mean, from mama, auntie on down, like a kid open their mouth, say something, they smack and they live right then and there, they don't care mm-hmm. if it was like, like the breakfast choice, like what you want to eat for breakfast, uh, can I get, uh, shut up boy, like man no, <laughs> man,
0: you ain't paid for nothing around here, you gonna eat these eggs like man, right, right. mm-hmm Yes, so I think that is going to wrap it up for the hot couple, Dwayne Way and Gabrielle Union and how they are parenting their children in a positive light, being supportive. And so now for this week's Cup of Coco, like I said before, it's all about moving in your purpose. So I have known Ty for about 12 years now, and over, over this these 12 years our relationship has evolved and our friendship has from the beginning has always been good yeah. um, some rough patches in there but the friendship has stood the test of time uh, I remember the first time I met him, and most of my friends in the military may say that I have forced my friendship on Most
1: him. of your friends in life, probably.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I have a friend from the second grade that said the same thing to me, and um, that first encounter, we was in Mississippi, maybe about 19 and 20 years old, and um so we was in within a group of people yep. we just met, and I was like, "Oh, where you from?" And he was like, "Oh, I'm from Chicago." I was like, "Me too. What part?" And then he said, "The South Side." I said, "Me too. Whereabouts?"
1: <laughs> and it just <laughs> and kept going on and, on and on and on and on and on. I'm like, "Damn, man, I should have. I was from like Virginia or some shit." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Most people say he. Well, he says. And, and another one our mutual friends was pretty much like I just talked too damn much yeah and...
1: shout out <laughs> but Kitty I l, not
0: man. go away
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so shout out to kev hopefully yeah. one day he on the show too and he can tell you about how we met
1: <laughs> yeah shout out to big said Kitty l it's a couple dudes I know it's got the same story about
0: crystal Cotton, and that's just ugh but go ahead but what I can say is all of us that we've met around that same time we've evolved into just into so many different things and I was the main one out of everybody. Like, uh-uh, I'm doing my four years, and I'm getting out. And here I am, <laughs> last man standing 12 years later. Everybody else done
1: last man. <laughs> Yep, that's about
0: right. Uh, Ty has gone on to be a police officer. He moved back to Chicago. So that's good. And I, I know sometimes there can be some negative connotations when you think about law enforcement, but one of the things he enlightened me about law enforcement is, you know, how we have police brutality. And I asked him one time, like, when y'all are in training, do they necessarily teach y'all how to handle these types of situations? And his response was basically to the effect of, if you feel your your life is threatened you handle it the way you see fit right
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah and so in that moment what what is it like when you're in a situation when you're apprehending someone
1: I mean uh it um you know who you are like it, it, it's it, I, I, I always equate this to, you know, people People are still people. You know, who that person was and who that person wants to be is still going to be at the root of their heart no matter what form they're wearing. You know, so you get back into uh, in the police, there was so much, you know, surrounding that. And uh, I really felt like it had laid that out for me to do that because everything just lined up for me to do it. And you know there uh-huh. wasn't much resistance. There wasn't jump hoops and hurdles and the little that I did have to do. You know it it was just all within line of you know that being something that you pursued as a career field. But uh, in in my dealing with people, I find you know, and a lot of uh, my friends, you know, who are officers as well, find themselves being like, man, it's as simple as talking to people. People, you know, one man called me traffic stop, you know, uh, like, just because I make a lot of traffic stops. But uh, oh. my experience, you know, in, in making those traffic stops, you know, and I know everybody gets kind of like in their feelings when they get pulled over. I've been pulled over and been like, man, what the fuck? But, it's the same way every time. I introduce myself. I let you know what it is that I'm pulling you over for. It, be it, it if it's a if it's something extremely you know extreme, or if it's something just super minor, you know it's one of those things. But I've had people on a consist thank me for being able to thank me for being able to just you know be respectful and treat them like people. You know, simple and plain. Because again, my my job ain't to take money out your pocket. It's just to, again, you know, put this put this job in a whole different light and so um you know my my whole reasoning for getting into that is because my father was murdered you know and everything lined up for me to do it
0: mm-hmm. and
1: you know I just sit back and it, it it's one of those things where we know what Chicago was and you know and we just know what it was when we was coming up so you hear the stuff happening and then it's just kind of like, until it happens to you, it's one of those things where you just sit back and like, oh, man, okay, you know, I, I can't keep sitting back and just hearing this stuff happen. I want to be a part of the solution. So, yeah, you know, I, I mean, like I said, but my my overall goal for, you know, wanting to be the police wasn't, you know, for the sake of just getting in here and, you know, arresting people and uh, this. No, it, it, it's through promoting change. It's through having people, you know, this be something that people who look like us want to do. Because, again, you know, again, who better to police your area than people who look like you? You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, it is what it is. I I hope that, you know, that that is being lived out. But I don't know. You know, at this point in time, I'm just kind of like taking it for what it is. And, you know, that that position has opened up some doors for me in reference to being able to mentor at the high schools. And, you know, and I, from that, I feel like I found my calling and, you know, wanting to pursue the mental health aspect of things because again, you know, we had a situation where, you know, we ended up bringing in a mental health um, service to the boys, you know, and they kind of, the dude before he even started, he was like, man, I'm not going to lie. It took me some time to kind of get this stuff but uh, I, you know, I'm, the mental health profession really doesn't have anybody, you know, a lot of, a lot of black males or even black women and, you know, to service this community, because again, they, you know, those are people who would be better suited, you know, coming from your background and be able to understand the issues and understand, and, and just at at point blank period, be able to connect with you on a level that they not necessarily able to connect with you, you yeah. know? And so now that's just kind of where I'm at, man. And you know, it's it's just letting God guide my, you know, guide my purpose. And you know, it taking on a different life. It's constantly turning into something different. And you know, I love that because it it just never allows me to get comfortable.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think that's a a good way to put it out there. And you know what it is that you get from being a police officer, and what led you to becoming a police officer i don't think um often enough we hear black people speak about their journey as far as being a police officer like you see them and you know of course like on my social media there are people that i went to high school with who are now police officers and um, there used to be a police officer at um, my elementary school that worked there, and him and my mother were actually friends. And so every now and again, I, you know, come in contact with him. And I know he has um, brought up, like he mentioned to me before, like if I got out the military you know, he would put in a good word for me to become a police officer. I'm like, police officer? Hell no. Like, oh, no, no, no. Like,
1: uh-uh. <laughs> Once
0: I get out the military, I will not be nobody's police officer. I don't intend to run up behind nobody in no shape, form, or fashion. Like, I don't want no job that's going consistent me needing to be physical with anybody. Like like I told the recruiter when I went, I want a desk job, work Monday through Friday, weekend for holidays, off, air conditioner in the summertime, heat in the winter. Like, mm-mm. no, no. But, no hey, Appreciate it, though.
1: Hey, I, You know, when people can't flex on things that you want, man, you know, and I mean, but you even yourself, you know, and I know. Kev and you know other people that I've had contact with early on in life like they wouldn't have never thought that this would be something that I would be doing I'm saying like not at all like man like
0: okay like what Like uh-uh. I don't know it so far fetched to me that this is the path that you went down because I remember a point in time where you were saying you wanted to be a US marshal
1: yeah 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 Mm -hmm. some federal stuff but i mean you know one i'm i'm like man at this point at this point in life you know you just kind of start to just sit back and um understand that like man you know there ain't no time to be waste you know and like man and one i got a 12 year old son so you know when i'm out here and i'm um patrolling the streets and everything and you know and i'm seeing that you know this is this is a vast majority of you know what what people might call work is that you know you're dealing with a lot of you know young african-american males or young latino males and you know and it's just one of those things where again it's just like man okay well how do how do you get to a point to where I, i don't make, you know, like I'm able to be a little bit more proactive than reactive, you know, so mm-hmm. hence, the, hence where the mentor aspect comes in and it's just kind of like, okay, you know, and in reference to me approaching my group, the group that I ended up becoming a part of, I came to them straight up, told them where I was from, told them what it was that I had been through and I asked to be a part of their group. I didn't come in trying to bring something to them. I wanted them. I wanted to, them to make sure that they were in control of what it is that they got going on, because like I tell them all the time, the group is only as good as they get out to be. And so, you mm-hmm. know, they they accepted that. They took me in, and then when I told them I was the people, a couple of them were like, "Yeah, ugh, the people." Like, "Hey, man!" But oh, so know. this
0: is the group that you meant—the group of boys that you mentor.
1: Yes, and so mm-hmm. uh, and you know, in in dealing with that, you know, and it, it's like again we we able to one understanding you know i'm able to understand things from their level because yeah even though i did grow up how they grew up things have changed a little bit you know like their attention span ain't even what it used to be like how it was for us and you know and the way that they take in information is different you know they everybody's on their phone everybody got headphones everybody you know just completely phoned out where it was where you know we didn't have phones we had to talk with each other we each other you know kind of build those relationships up so yeah. you know and and now I just constantly man like that you know that part of my job and that part of what it is that I do man I love the most I, uh, you know I get I get so much joy out of that because again like I say I do see my son and these boys and the g- same game that I'm giving him is the same game that I'm giving them and you know and hopefully it's just touching on something that their parents are, you know, trying to shoot down to them or people that they are encountering in the neighborhood is trying to shoot down to them. And it's just like, had you asked me if this is what I would be doing 10 years ago no, because I value something different. You know, again, mm-hmm. we all want to get out, get out, get out of where we from. We all dealing with the, the, the demons of our parents and the what it is that they tell us is important and so I was chasing dollar just uh, dollar just like everybody else mhm trying to come up on some money like everybody stop doing that and just really enjoy you know joy enjoy doing the work and getting up and going in and doing work and kind of making your day be what it is and it's just man everything else fell in line
0: yeah like for me I know um I think, yeah, it was at my 10-year mark that I had decided that, you know, because they say in the military, like, 10-year mark is your halfway mark, is make or break. And all the way up into that 10-year mark, I was like, I'm breaking. Yeah. And then at that 10-year mark, I also made E6. And so it was kind of like, maybe there's something else that I still need to do. While I'm in, you know, I still have not figured out what that is, but I will say that um, as I progress and rank, and now I'm in charge of people, I think it gives me more of that leadership role that I've needed to um, develop within myself. And I don't, kn- I don't know if you know, my purpose is to stay in and encourage somebody else to be better whether that's to stay in the military or get out because I tell anybody the military ain't for everybody yeah and honestly and truly I'd be like I don't know how I made it this long but you know <laughs> I, I will say I've had people who have looked out for me and you know guided me along the way because if you had told me 12 years ago and I've i, I Say this all the time. If you had told me 12 years ago this was going to be me now, I'd be like, I know you fucking lying. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. not me. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, I don't know if me staying in is necessarily for me to encourage or help somebody else, which I think we all aspire to be a help or inspiration to someone else. And so maybe there is a young black girl from Chicago or from any, any hood. You know what I'm saying? And you know, they come to the military and I'm able to inspire them. You know, I I can appreciate that. Like, I did have one of my airmen one time tell me, I think it was at one of her promotion ceremonies, and she was making E4 and she was like, you know, I aspire to be like Sergeant Cotton because she be getting folks together. And I'm just like, (laughs) Me? (laughs) You know, like you think that highly of me, and you know, we're our own worst worst critic. So you know, as I'm moving through my day to day, I don't necessarily think that I'm being, you know, the. You know, I don't necessarily think I'm being the motivation or whatever. But to hear somebody say that was like, okay, maybe maybe I am helping somebody, and I just don't know it, you know. Yeah. So, um, but like I said, I also feel like me staying in was to help me develop that leadership role because whether it, once I get out of the military, because this ain't forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is it that I'm going to do? I know my degree is in child and family development, so my intention is to eventually be a principal or a, you know, superintendent of a school district, but these are the qualities that I'm going to need to be in those type of roles. You know?
1: And the the thing that I feel like, you know, is that, like how you said, I think just at, at at the core of who we are, you know, uh, we we aspire to, you know, be be somebody who influenced people that we come around. But I think that you know, one, we also were the generation, you know, of the the eighties the with the the crack boom where again we lost that sense of community and you know everybody wanted to be about getting theirs. They didn't care who they hurt in the process. They was trying to get their money up. And you mm-hmm. know, I know that my family, you know, it was dealt a real hard blow in, in reference to that that whole just thing. And I mean we know Chicago and what it was, what it was built to be in the game culture. So again, it you know we didn't we didn't grow up viewing people like that. Like coming up where I was coming up from and where you was coming up from i don't think that we were even worried about the police like we didn't we didn't really even see and deal with the police like that you know what i'm saying i think mm-hmm. it's like man we we taught to you know hate and be scared of people who look like us and so you know we leave that and come into the service you know and now we you know having to do all these team building to trust people and you know learning how to evolve as a person like i you know we we mentioned Kev. Kev Kevin was a, a a critical person in my growth as a person, you know, just because here it is that, you know, again, I'm coming from super hyper masculine, you know, Chicago and just happened to be all about that. But Kev was one of the first people who taught me how to be able, you know, like man, care about somebody about another man on another level to where it's like, man, this is my friend and like he helped me grow and just be able to be comfortable enough with being like, hey, man, you know, I love my boys. Like, man, and being able to say that to my homeboys and say that to my guys and, you know, just be able to grow on that level, man. And so it was crazy. And then just coming back and feeling like I need to bring this new person. I need to bring this, this tide back to my community so that people, these young boys ain't got to go through that. So when I'm Mm -hmm. talking to my group, I'm trying to help them reach this level at 15 and 16 so that they ain't 31, 32 years old and not just getting it and feeling like time is of the essence to where they just have to really just, you know, do everything with a sense of urgency. So, yeah. you know, and funny, like, as you've been sitting there talking, I'm like, man, so, you know, how do you feel like relationships have played a part in, you know, shifting or changing your purpose? And getting you off the road of what it is that you're supposed to be doing and taking you somewhere else
0: <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. now you know uh, relationships whether they be romantic relationships or you know friendships that I have built over the years um, what I will say is being at my first base and Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, It was definitely not a place I would have ever thought I would live because when (laughs) I got them orders, I was like, who (laughs) lives there? Why (laughs) would they send me there? But it was a place that I needed to be. I feel like the people I encountered there helped me grow so much and even, I feel like for every person I have fell out with at that base, I have created some type of I feel like I will forever have a bond with those people you know Mm -hmm. because they were a crucial uh, they played a crucial part in me being who I am today Mm. Um, you know I, I had my first serious relationship at that base and I feel like I really I feel like I was put through the ringer in that relationship, mm-hmm. but it was so meaningful to have that relationship. Like, I, I had a best friend in that relationship. Like, we had so much fun together. And then, I mean, in the moments where it was rough, it was rough. You know what I'm saying? But I grew so much from that. Like just learning like the basics of what it is to be someone's partner. Yeah. Um, Being 21, 22 years old, like as a kid, no one teaches you how to be in a relationship, nope. you know, and especially like growing up where we grew up at, like yep. being in a two parent household wasn't a thing like that. Like, I had friends that had parents that were married and together, but they wasn't... It wasn't the relationships you saw in Claire and Cliff Mm Huxtable. You know what I'm saying? They were very different. And if you did see people was married, they wasn't married at, like, 18... I mean, outside of, like, grandparents and people around that age frame, like, adults wasn't married. They was just, like shacking up and then maybe at 40 they're like oh I've been with her for oh so long I decided I'd go ahead and marry her yeah. you know like they didn't had kids together lives been intertwined for years and just at 40 decided to get married yeah. so it was really like just having to teach yourself everything from, mm-hmm. from the jump and so um, you know like like, like I said I learned a lot from that relationship and d- do I feel like I reached the ultimate know all about relationships from it no yeah. because everything was different you know what I'm saying infidelity was a big thing in that relationship and then once I had moved on to another relationship it was like okay we got the infidelity issues everything else should be able to be conquered you know what I'm saying? But you know, that relationship taught me that, you know, other issues can cause bigger wedges than infidelity. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, just taught me like it really taught me like when you in these relationships, you can't work on it all by yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If that other person is not willing to put in the work and the effort, yeah, um, if the relationship is not going to be what you need it to be yeah. and that is one of the biggest things I have learned from my relationships with men and then when I think about my friendships that I have encountered and the friendships I have lost along the way mm. um, the friendships at that time like when I first came in the military I definitely feel like just growing pain yeah. you know yeah understanding like everybody ain't where you from you know what I'm saying but those friendships, those friendships that I did have like I created some like like I said I feel like I will forever have a bond with those people Um I know I can be put in a room with those people today and mm-hmm. whatever hostility I had towards them back then or vice versa I know that those, those feelings are not there now. and um, you know, like, just dealing with, and it's crazy, like, now I can say, dealing with younger people, because in the military, we got people that's 18 years old, and it's just like, yeah. ugh, like, 10 years ago, yeah. I was in the military. You know, I was an adult 10 years ago, and you was a child. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, like, dealing with those people, and you know, just seeing how they interact within their friendships, and it's just kind of like this deja vu all over again. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, and 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 I think that you know everything that you said is extremely important. You know, because again, you know, I your your purpose is you know sometimes not just going, and I mean for some people it does come to them when they alone into themselves. You know, I think about like people like Kobe Bryant and them talking about man like yeah I used to just sit with a basketball at 5 or this and you know and I'm like damn man you you find me a little bit envious because again you like all right well you know that that day used to be a dream at one time but sports ain't my thing no more you know and like life is super real you know what I'm saying and like mm-hmm actually growing up in spaces that we grew up in and you know life got super real and it got super real fast you know And mm-hmm. it went from you know having your mama there for me and then my mama being gone for five years and it being one of those things where you just constantly felt like you never belonged somewhere you go to like little family events and everybody got their mama there and or you know, dad there and you just there and you with your great grandma. And you know what I'm saying? And like, man, and you know, when the question come up, hey, how your mama doing? And you know, it's like, man, it's just felt like this stain almost. And so, you know, you just walk around, and I know that I walked around angry just kind of never knowing where my place was. And even then, you know, and I call it the middle child syndrome, you know, and I got three. So my, my middle daughter, I'm a little bit, I'll, I'm always on her, man. Just cause I don't want her to have that feeling. Cause I'm like, man, you know, growing up, you just never knew where you stood. You know what I'm saying? Like, My sister got doted on because she's the only girl and she's the oldest. My brother got doted on because he's the youngest. And then I was just, you know, one of those ones that's just kind of have to figure it out. And, you know, in talking to my mom nowadays, she just kind of like, man, you know, I just never really had to do much with you. You just always seemed like you had it together. And that Mm -hmm. that was the furthest thing from the truth. Because, again, I was just figuring it out as I went along. And, you know, in my what it was that I kind of took on the identity of where where it was that I was at at the time when I was kicking in with my older brother and them, you know, and they all got three, four years on me. It went, you know, went from me being all about football and sports to growing up a lot faster and, you know, doing what it is that my brother and them doing, smoking, we drinking, kicking, Mm -hmm. and kind of making that a part of my makeup. And then it's like, as you start to go through life and you go through life on your own terms, People start to challenge, you know, the things that you subscribe to, the things that you feel like are a part of you. The At that and tell you it's okay to be you, you know. And so Lil Rock was definitely played a critical part in that 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 growing up. And you know, I would be lying saying that I grew all the way up there. You know, I still go through things. Oh, and, definitely. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, guilt and the the guilt and shame you know, were common themes and just like the way that I felt about stuff. But you know, in dealing in and like in having relationships where, you know, again, friendships and relationships where people constantly tell you like, man, or you know, affirm that no, you 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 a good dude, you're a good person. You just gotta get out the way of your own self and, and you got the, you know, for me, I had to truly repair my relationship with God to get in the space to where I started to see things different and I started to do things different. And I started to appreciate the people that I got around me, man, because again, you know, it, it it's one of those things where you just sit back and you like, okay, I, I know I'm meant to do something way bigger than what it is that I'm doing, you know, and I ain't talk about bigger, mm-hmm. like a bigger scale and making big money. I'm just talking about, Outside of myself, I'm supposed to be doing yeah. something bigger and outside of myself, and and I, I I I connect with people who don't even you know get to a point to the where they explore that because just do, living living life as you know status quo is easy for some people. It's easier than having to deal with the challenges of constantly getting those ten or ten or twelve no's that people tell you like, man, you can't do this, you can't do that, because I didn't dealt with that side of things too, you know, mm-hmm. and so. It's one of those things where I definitely appreciate the relationships that I have been able to, you know, form throughout life because they have helped me, you know, on the on the path to and you know, for me, I definitely feel like God didn't put these people in my life for no, you know, no reason, good, bad, or indifferent. I took mm-hmm. something away from all of those situations. And I constantly, you know, even now it's got me to a point to where I evaluate how I, you know, how I'm connecting with people and the people that are in my life and you know, just how I've been affected by these people. And so, you know, I ain't never been able to just really have conversations where I'm and, you know, not getting on getting on a, a level on like on a conversation on this level. So it's just mm-hmm. you know, is a, a, a beautiful thing, man. And I'm like, you know, and I keep bringing up Chicago because that's just where we from. And again, like, yeah, you know, people is different here, man. It's it's completely different. We when we was in Little Rock, people waving and speaking at you, you know, like man speaking to you rather, you know, and like just don't even know you, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. super inviting and don't even know you up here. That that don't even that ain't matter. a
0: thing. That- like I remember going to Walmart and white people just being so friendly and I yeah. just like yeah. I don't know if I need to be wary of you or I need to be like you know be just as friendly back like yeah. you know, hey how you yeah. doing and you yeah. know keep it moving but yeah. it was definitely different to be in a place as such where you know the Ku Klux Klan <laughs> is still a thing and white people is being friendly
1: yeah but it's a for ballgame, man. a whole different bargain and it's just like it's one of those things where you know coming outside of this being your reality to mm-hmm. you know, understanding that the world is way bigger there's people who did different things there's people who view things in a different way i mean we you know we know who got ties to ethiopia and all these other different spaces and you know alex and just how how hub you know, just all the people that we had, like, around us, and, like, just these different ways of being, and these different ways of thinking, different mm-hmm. levels of blackness, like, man, and, you know, just mm-hmm. coming in and being comfortable with that, you know, it's, it, it was just, man, it's it's one of those things where, you know, as much as we talk about relationships, and as much as we were taught, like, man, you got to get out here and get it on your own, no, mm-hmm.
0: that's, that's not how this works, man, like, yeah, it's yeah. definitely the relationships that you build with people. And honestly, like, like being from Chicago, like, everybody, like, females, I mean, even the bougie ones, you know what I'm saying? They got some some hood to them, you know what I'm saying? And, like, just meeting Alex and, you know, her family being of Jamaican descent, like, yeah. just hearing blackness from a different perspective you know yep. and she she was that pro-black yeah you know what yep. i'm saying like i tell you i've met some very woke people yeah. in arkansas and alex and kevin were definitely like some woke people
1: yep yeah definitely was man definitely was and you know I, I always try to big big them up man because uh you know like and even then, we try to flex. Like, there's, there's a, there's, you, you, you just taught a different cer- certain level of circumstances up here to where it's just kind of like once you get past all that BS and you get out of this, you know, get outside of that and you just go out here and you get to live in the world and be of the world, you know, man, people start to truly see you for who you are uh it's it's a beautiful thing man and you know and it's one of those things where again you know i i I think that that's what sparked your interest in traveling you know getting outside of this place and you know just kind of understanding that there's different ways of viewing life and you know there's different ways to appreciate things and you know Mm -hmm. again because i think that you know growing up here man on that day like you know just worried about how that time is gonna come like when it when your time comes how is it gonna come man? that ain't no way for any kid to be living that ain't no way for any person to be living point mm-hmm. blank so i just i back.
0: know i know for me like you speaking from a male perspective oh, yeah. like from a female perspective For me, it was not like, when is my day going to come? It was just hoping and praying I ain't end up pregnant like the rest of these girls. You know, and I, I feel like because of the person I am, like, I don't necessarily know if I don't see myself as being too far fetched from what I am right now. Do I think I may have had children at this point? Maybe so. I yeah. I don't know. I think, and I, I say maybe so, just because if I wasn't in the military, I would have more time to dedicate to a relationship. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, and just the space that I, I'm i in, I will say being in the military has been um, allowed me to grow in being alone you know what I'm saying like with the stigma of you know nobody want to be by themselves you know whatever but I think you need to know yourself in order to be in a relationship with someone and that's one of the things I feel like being in the military has afforded me it's allowed me to know myself because I do spend a lot of time by myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, people see me on Instagram like partying and traveling with my friends, but when I'm up in this house, I tell you, I'm like a hermit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember when I was in Korea, I used to get text messages on Sunday night like, are you alive? (laughs) Because I just wouldn't talk to nobody. I'd be up in that room watching TV, doing whatever it was I was doing up in there and be happy and content. And that's how I be in my house, like just alone, happy, content with my TV. Yeah. And I'm I'm happy with that. Like, I don't need to be out in the street now. Do I like having the option to go out and kick it and party? Yes, I do like that option. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But I also like the option to be to myself.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. No, and uh, it, it's it's funny when I um, when even with you saying that, you know, I I I got to ask myself like, so h- how is it that you know now you've gotten you've grown into who it is that you are today, and you find yourself being like, man, I understand what it is that I want to be doing and where it is that I want to want to go professionally. How do you face the way you able to you know? potentially end up doing the relationship thing where somebody aligns themselves with your goals and you know what it is that you got going on how does that even look nowadays
0: (laughs) that is that is really a tough question to answer because um, one thing I feel like I need to do now is Date date men outside of the military, and with that being said, being comfortable knowing that I may have to do long distance with someone because, and and this is no no knocks to the men in the military, but I feel like a lot of a lot of them just like women, not bitter, but they have baggage. You know what I'm saying? And that baggage includes like being divorced, having children, being unhappy because they're not with their children and you know things of that nature and me like yes I've been divorced you know what I'm saying but at the same time I, I have moved past that situation and sometimes I don't find that the men have necessarily dealt with the stuff that they need to deal with So now I'm trying to get outside of my head and being like, I don't want to date military men because it's comfortable. You know, men have it so much different than women do because being in the military, you move around a lot. And most times women, if you date a civilian, women will give up their job or whatever it is that they have going on to move with you and and be where you are to make your relationship work but women sometimes dealing with civilians are not offered the same the same thing you know what i'm saying like it's so much more difficult to do long distance coming from a female standpoint when men they have the men that i'm attracted to They have good jobs and they are educated. So they're not so willing to just give up what they got going on to be like, oh, I'm going to move with you and your career. And at this point in my career, I'm too far in to be like, I'm going to give this up to go be with you. You know, like I still got a minimum of eight years to go and, and until I'm able to retire. So. In order for me to get my full benefits, I need to get this A You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And also, if you're not dating a civilian, men got military women to choose from. Okay. You know, and and there are some mili- dual military couples that you see, and some are doing really great, and some they hanging on by thread. But you know that there, there are those relationships, and then. Men also have the option to find somebody in whatever local area they in. There are women raising their hand to be chosen. You know what I'm saying? Because most times those girls want to get from where they at. So it's just like, oh, let me get this military dude. You know, I can move around with him. You know what I'm saying? And so with men having all these options, the women in the military get stuck with military dudes or... Sometimes I feel like the men who are willing to up and move and be with you, sometimes I don't necessarily feel they have the best things going on. So it's just like, yeah, I'll move with you. And then it's like, I'm the one that has to deal with being the breadwinner. Okay. You know, and not to say I wouldn't do it, you know, because I would if I had to. But, um, you know, just growing up, like, you feel the man should be the breadwinner, the head of the household. I still feel that way in certain instances. And so, with me moving around, sometimes a man is not necessarily going to be able to get a job fresh out the gate. And I'm the one that they need to hold down the fort. And that's cool. But then you also got to take into account the, the bills that they got that you might need to start covering. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And... So it's it's difficult to say what exactly my future mate, what my future mate will look like. But what I think he would look like is maybe I may have to go the route of being with an entrepreneur, someone who has a business and can pretty and make their own schedule. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like if I move someplace, like they can move with me, but I know they might have to do a back and forth type type situation because of their business. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm and 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 maybe that's what I'm looking for right now—a entrepreneur type of type of dude. Okay.
1: So I mean, what I what I find interesting is it's just kind of like, man, how you know it's one of those situations where you know now, like how you say you you so far in your career you know, you've aged those things where, again, where things that you would have been willing to deal with way back when you're not willing to deal with, you know? So, I mean, it, it stands the question, like, so in, in dealing with, you know, in what it is that you're looking for a relationship now, is it fair to say that you're looking for uh, somebody that's somewhat complete in reference there? I mean, for what it, from what it sounds like to me, it sounds like profession wise, that they have to have their stuff in order profession-wise. But, you know, are what is it that you're still looking for in reference to that person and being in that relationship with? You know, because outside of the profession part, they can have the profession, but still, you know, come into the relationship with a whole lot of BS.
0: Um, As I get older, every man you encounter just about got kids. So, kids used to be a no-go for me. But yeah. now it's just like, okay, I can deal with being a stepmom, but you uh, need to be willing to give me children. Okay. Because I don't have children, and I do aspire to be a mother. Yeah. You know? So, it's like, okay, you got kids, and you want to date me or potentially be serious marry me, then you need to be open to having children. So, that's one. Two... I need you to understand like I, I think we we throw it out there all the time like oh every day is not going to be perfect you know what I'm saying we're going to have some, some bumps and some bruises you know but the good times need to outweigh the bad but and we say that but I don't think people understand what that encompasses and in my marriage like I said infidelity was not an issue but there were other things that came up that I didn't think would be big issues, but they did become those issues. And so it's just like, I need you to want to understand what compromise is and to want to work work through the shit. Because I'm open to compromise. Like, my compromise may look like, okay, I'm willing to do this as long as I get what I want in the end. But... You know, work with me. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to meet meet your needs. Meet my needs. You know? Yeah. Um, so that's two. I want I'm you know the, the spirituality part um is a tough one okay. because I believe in God. I believe that Jesus is the son of God, the Holy Spirit. I'll, the holy Trinity. i believe in that you know what i'm saying but do i go to church every sunday no you know what i'm saying do i sit and read my bible all the time no but i do a lot of what i do encompasses my relationship with god you know i pray to him i speak to him when i'm talking to other people that are going through a rough time you know I bring up God and, you know, tell him to, like, lean on him in their, their time of need. You know what I'm saying? Because I know I do. Um, and I think I think having fa- just faith. Have faith in God. I don't, I need to be with a Christian. I, I know he needs to be Christian because I'm Christian. And, like, in that sense, I feel like we need to be on the same page. At least have faith. You know? Um, you ain't got to be Super into the church, you know, because I believe church is wherever the people are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to be in a a building that is called a church. You know what I'm saying? Just like me and you sitting here right now having a conversation and we talking about God, this is our church.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's that's how I look at it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, you should want to fellowship with like minded people, but sometimes people not ready to take that step. You know what I'm saying? And right now, i probably say I'm not in that space to want to be in the actual church. But, you know, and, and maybe my future husband is what's going to lead me back to the church. I don't know, but that's where I'm at right now. Um. So, yeah, I think okay. th- those are some of the like three of the important things I know need to be of likeness.
1: Okay. I mean, and so, you know, I think for me in reference to relationships is that when I did start, I had, you know, my children young and you know, ended up having a family young. So, you know, there for me there's never been this 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 choice between family and And. And they kind of my family's always been a a situation where, you know, I had that and that that is what it is. Have I always made them number one? Like, no. And that just that that's just a growing pain that I've had. with, And that's something that I've just constantly battled with, you know, in reference to, again, like we say, we never had that template to know what it is that we needed to model with. You know, and that, that that family matters and all that other stuff that we used to see, man, that was just so far-fetched from reality that, you know, again, it was just kind of like, okay, we did, you know, did things our own type of way. But so my thing is, is that, you know, my family is, you know, continuously evolved into the number one, you know, thing that I, I need to focus on and in reference to that and, and still, you know, like I told you, repairing my relationship with God has been at the forefront of what it is that I do now. And like, honestly, putting him in this place in reference to our relationship, you know? So again, mm-hmm. I, I find myself just kind of being in that space right now with like, my purpose is always aligned with what it is that my family needs as well too, you know? And I think that they played a lot into, you know, shaping and molding my purpose. Because again, you know, here it is. that I told my kids that I was leaving, military to go and be the police and it didn't happen overnight. I, I had to go and you know deal with some growing pains and reference to that. I think I, I had to go through a humbling process and just get to a point before I got that call again. Out of nowhere it ends up happening. And it was just kind of like man, my kids got to see hey well dad said he was gonna do something and it happened and he doing it. Like man, like okay you know, like, you know, faith with action is one of those things that's real. You know what I'm saying? Like, praying mm-hmm. for something and, you know, work at diligently working towards it is real. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just that, that, that part of it when, you know, especially when I talk to you, you know, and I, I, I find myself on the edge, like, has there ever been a situation where you were confronted with the, the, the choice of choosing a relationship and family over what it is that you wanted to do career-wise. Have you ever been presented with that choice or is it one of those things where you just kind of been going on the path that you me- you were meant
0: to go on? Um, I think I've up, up until um, I got married, I struggled with being in the military and being single and wondering if... If I was ever meant to be in a serious relationship with somebody. And then when I got married, it was like, oh, oh my God, I'm a wife. You know, like I just didn't see this coming. You know what I'm saying? Like it it was a different feeling, I think, to in that at that time to feel like, you know, I'm a wife. I'm on the path to having something that I really want, which was to have my own family. Um, And at the time, he and I both were talking about getting out of the military. And he went ahead and did that. And here I am, still here. But, um, and even, even after we divorced, we had a conversation one day about possibly getting back together. And he said to me, now is not a good time because I'm getting out of the military and you staying in, which here, here lies again, you know, somebody basically willing, not to, not willing to give up what they had going on for me, because in the military, up until the day you separate, you have the option to change your mind.
1: You know what I'm saying?
0: So even though he had made his decision that he was going to get out of the military, he could have gone and told them no, but that was not the case. Okay. So um, I think that that is one of the things, like I said, up until getting married I struggled with is feeling like I will always be single because I was in the military. And After we got divorced and, you know, I had moved past that situation, it was one of those things where I had just kind of decided I'm going to live my life as it comes. Okay. You know, all these long-term, you know, um, long-term goals that were not within my control, I basically just said, I'm not going to put that pressure on myself. Uh, because even coming into the military, I chose the job that I chose because I didn't want to deploy. I wanted to be able to be a family when the time came for me to have a family yeah. and not it always be, oh, I have to go because of my job. But, and then I find myself unhappy in the job that I chose because the life that I chose this job for is still not here. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like I'm kind of stuck in a job I don't necessarily care for. Yeah. Um based on the decision I made on on a on a on a wish and a prayer. Okay. And so everything else that I do in my life, like I can control school, I can control how my career goes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's somebody that gotta stay above me, but I also know that it's within my control to do what I need to do to make what I want to happen happen. You know? Um, That's within my control. How I handle my money is within my control. But when it comes to dealing with relationships, that's not in my control because it's literally contingent upon somebody else and what they feel and what they want. You know what I'm saying? So I can't force those type of relationships. And so... With that being said, I've just decided that, like I said, I'm going to live my life as it comes. You know, am I actively seeking a relationship? At this point, I feel like I'm open to being in a relationship. And, you know, when it when it happens, it'll be the right circumstances.
1: Okay. Well, that's fair, man. And I'm 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 sorry if I, I, I've the, the interviewee is turning to the interviewer, man. I, I'm one of those people that I, I again I get get questions in my head as we start to talk and it's just kinda like, man, I can't I can't let that go. I, I I really would love to hear your point of view because one, again, you're talking to somebody who hasn't been out in the dating field and like, man, I mean, dating is completely changed, you know, in reference to what it, what it used to be, man. And like, it's just, it, it, it's, it's a completely different ball game. And so I really don't have no perspective on it because is that, you know, again, you out here living life, you live in life in different different places and different times. And like just even the breakdown of military men and how you you're left with that, just being the only option that just gave you know, painting a whole picture of what it is that you having to deal with and like I wouldn't even know that that was something that you was dealing with because I would think that the same options that they have would be the same for you but here it is that you were able to break that down and so I just again I appreciate that you know that that foresight so you know and I hope that that didn't go too far off of what it was that we was talking about I think that it aligned perfectly no I think it,
0: I think it aligns perfectly with moving in your purpose. Yeah. Um, because for every romantic relationship I've been in, every friendship I've had, the the jobs I've had, the people I just people in general that I have encountered, they have all led up to me moving in whatever my purpose is. You know, I was prophesied one time that my my purpose in life was to teach. You know, and at the time, I was already going to school for child and family development. I had a, a want to be some type of influence in young people's lives. And, you know, the people I encounter on the daily at work, like that's, you know, I, I teach people every day, even though I don't think I do. I, I literally teach people every day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Doing this podcast, like it is a form of being able to teach people. You know, like I said, I think in the last episode, um, a common theme is always going to be about the people that you surround yourself with, you know, and that has, it, it is, I just think it's a common theme in life. You know what I'm saying, and also not only the people that you surround yourself with, but being able to learn what self love is, and so that is what I ultimately want to do with this podcast: is just show people like what growth is, how how to grow, you know, as a person, as a whole person, because the goal is yes, we we all want a companion in life, but you can't depend on. Your significant other to be that happy place for you, or to complete you. Yeah. You know, I think um, I don't know if it was like a hallmark thing that make made this phrase pop. You know, made this phrase popular. But you know, you make me whole, or you complete me, and that's not how it should be. Yes. spouse should not be what completes you. You should be a complete person already, and they add to you. So. Um, you know, so this this podcast is a form of teaching people. So I know my purpose in life is to teach. Um, and it's just the di- figuring out the different avenues that I can do it in Yep,
1: Yeah, man, man listen, I, I, I definitely appreciate you for allowing me to be a part of it. Uh, you know, and again, I, I hope that, you know, I was able to speak on some things and, you know, kind of share some light on some things from a different perspective. And, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in seeing the feedback from, you know, what it is that you got going on, especially, you know, involving me. I had to bully my way into getting up there and getting up on the episode, I me mean, you know, yeah, homegirls and stuff, you on the first episode, but I'll take the third one. It is what it is, but, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, like I said, man, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm glad that you're living in your... Your truth, doing what it is, that we know that you are all... We Anybody who truly knows you, we all know that you are more than capable of talking. You know? <laughs> and I mean, if they put a time in it, I think it would be a whole different story. But, you know, we know that you're able to do this, man, and we know that you have the life experience to be able to, you know, just kind of, man, guide young women and young men in the, the right direction, man, no matter what that from. And I hope that that's, you know, that this continues to evolve into. And again, I thank you for having me on here.
0: Thank you. I appreciate you, you know, wanting to be on my podcast because um, the the whole theme around the show is just me having a conversation with my friends And whenever I talk to you, I feel like we have the best conversations, the deepest of conversations, and I wanted other people to hear what it is that we talk about and, you know, what things mean to us. And you being on this show, it probably allowed people listening to get some insight into the type of person that I am, Um, because I haven't really gone too in-depth about, where it is, what it is that I'm from, where I'm from, you yeah. know, what it is that I do for a living. I kind of just, you know, started it and was like, I'm here, you know, whatever. And so I can appreciate you, um, coming on, asking me these questions because it's not necessarily stuff that I would, uh, throw out there. So I think in this episode, people get to see a little bit more vulnerability from me, um, And set a precedence for the rest of the show. So I appreciate you for being a part of this. You know, I appreciate the conversation that we had. And I hope the people listening gain something from our perspective and how it is that we're moving in our purpose. And hopefully it inspires you to figure out what your purpose is if you have not already figured that out. And again, thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of Kikin with Coco. And can't wait to hear your feedback and stay tuned for next week.